0: is rising on an emerging generation of kings John chapter 4 I'll pick up pick off the last portion of the teaching or the charge exhortation from first service and then tidy it. So I won't read the whole passage because it's a long read but I'll just pick it up from verse 7 For context, Jesus decided to go to Galilee and he said, I need to go through Samaria. So it was a need. It was not a preference or a desire or a longing or a suggestion. It was a need. That mission, that rescue mission was a need. Somebody say it's a need. need. And then picking up from verse 7, it says, A woman of Samaria came to draw water at a place called Sika which is a city of Samaria. Is in the region of Samaria. It's called Sika. And he came to fetch water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone into the sea to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink of me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Let me just mention this. That we're entering an age in the church where God is going to send you to people you have no business with, you will disqualify yourself in your humanity and say, Those guys are not like me, they don't look like me. But it's not whether they look like you, it's whether God has a purpose for their lives. So, you must learn to deny your preference so that you can live up to your purpose. Because a lot of people are not living in purpose because they are looking for preference. But the word doesn't say that God has preferred us. It's that he has purposed us. Daniel did not prefer not to defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. But Daniel purposed. So the man who lives within the parameters of preference is going to be a victim of carnality. The one who lives according to providence and divine purpose is going to be a representation of the heart of God. Look at somebody, say purpose, not preference. Verse 7, Jesus said, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you'd have asked him and he would have given you living water. And of course, the woman goes into you know uh, literal thinking and reasoning, and says, "You don't even have any doro. Who knows what doro is? You know doro? You know doro? And you know if Bucci has a doro, what would that be? Some don't know what doro is. Doro is that like black leathery thing that you used to scoop water from a well?" Yeah, that black thing. Far me. Is that what the, If, okay. If I me, what are you used to? Far, o oh, me. That when the water is far, far me. He has brought us near by his... blood, drawn us close. It's not a revelation. It's just, just, just a play of words to help you remember what we're talking about. Right? So if I mean that thing used to draw water, that's doro. Right? That's what they call it in trash. Now you're by, I believe. So if Buchi has a doro, what's that? I didn't say nothing, but you guys said it. And Jesus said, you know what, verse 13? Whoever drinks of this water, this physical water, he's going to thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, will never thirst. But what I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said, Sir, give me this water that I shall give him or give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw again. And then Jesus said, go call your husband. She said, I don't have a husband. said, you have said well, you have spoken well because you've had five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband we know the rest of the story she believes in Jesus she goes into the city she empties the city of all the men in the city and says come and see the man who's changed my life and there is a rescue mission accomplished in Samaria please help me drop your bags bibles and look for three people to slap a palm burning blister inducing eye reddening high five tell them we are on a rescue mission well I know that some of you you said it but you didn't actually embrace the fullness of it so slap somebody a hot high-five and tell the person we're on a rescue mission that is better why not shout out louder and say we are we are are on a rescue mission Father, we thank you for the power of the holy spirit at work in us thank you for the light and life of your word we walk in the fullness of your revelation we operate oh god according to your dictates in this moment and we thank you because our lives will never remain the same again in jesus name we have prayed Amen. so one of the things that we see in this story is that jesus starts off by saying i need to go to samaria it is not i wish i Think I should, but I need. Why is he going through Samaria? He's not going through Samaria to become increasingly popular in Samaria. He's going to Samaria because there is a woman who's been trapped in a cycle of loss, of insecurity, of infirmity, of mental malady, perhaps of soul stress. He's going to Samaria not because of what he can get for himself. But for who he can redeem on behalf of his father, you are not yet walking in mission with Jesus until you look beyond what you can get for yourself. Please notice the Bible is very clear that the disciples had gone into the city to go and buy what? Food. So Jesus was hungry. When he returns, they even marveled that he was talking to a woman because they knew that he was hungry. So if somebody is hungry, what should be his obsession? Food. If someone is really famished, what should he be looking for? But the word says concerning Jesus, my meat is to do my father's work and to finish it. In other words, the desire I have for the kingdom of God must be stronger than the desire I have to satisfy my own needs. He's hungry, but is not looking out for his needs. It's hungry, but it's looking out for the thirst of a generation. No matter how hungry you are, the thirst of your generation is deeper than your hunger. Look at somebody say, "I know you're hungry." Know you're hungry. Who's physically hungry? Confess your moment. Oh, Look at some say, "I know, I know, I know you're hungry." But they are thirsty. You're thirsty. Which one is more excruciating? hunger or thirst which one can you do without for a longer period food in other words even logically that thing that is doing you tricking you like God must do it now you can still live with it longer than to allow a generation waste away Jesus is not going to Samaria for self aggrandizement he's going to Samaria for kingdom mission. You are either going to be driven by your appetite or by your assignment. You can't respond to both at the same time. And every time you're being led by your appetite, you are going further away from your... Can I have one person on that side? Can I have one person on the side? And can I have somebody who's hungry in the middle? Uh, this hunger is plenty. Alright? This is sister... Follower of Christ, SFC. That is appetite. That is assignment. It's not because of the dressing. Ah, appetite is always black. Assignment is—is is it burgundy wine? I don't know what it is. Ox blood, something. Family. As long keep taking slow steps. As long as keep going in the direction of your appetite, are you getting closer to your assignment? You're getting further away from your assignment. How about if you make a U-turn? Hey, please come in this direction. Are you going further away from the appetite? Do you know the mystery of godliness? That the assignment is what brings satisfaction. The appetite brings gratification. Which is a false sense of fulfillment because it has a temporary high but a permanent low I feel like rapping now permanent high but a temporary high but a temporary high And a but there is a generation that is so passionate about their appetite appetite for fame Appetite for people to know their name Appetite to be the star of the game Appetite not to take the blame Appetite so they don't look the same Appetite so they can call them dame But at the end of the day they're still lame Oh what a shame Don't clap for me, clap for Jesus The giver of the gift right Oh, clap for me, right? But I'm carrying Jesus. But see, that is the equation of the world. You're either driven by appetite or by, by preference or by purpose. And so we find this woman all her life, at least much of her life, what's she looking for? Something that she's hoping a man will give her. Because the word is clear, she's had five husbands. She's with one who is not her own. Did I say five husbands. That's not an integrity issue, is it? Five. Where's the missing finger? Somebody say five husbands. What is she looking for? The etymology of the word is husband or house band. The way you have a hair band or a waistband. Come on, ladies, waistband. What do you use the waistband for? To keep the waist intact. <laughs> oh, there's a new there's a new purpose for waistbands in this generation. To keep it tinier than it actually is. Right? But to keep it intact or in shape. What's a houseband? Someone that keeps the house intact or in shape. So she's looking for someone that can hold her life together. But can I announce to somebody, your life is too big for anybody to hold it together except Christ. Christ is the person that holds the house together that binds the destiny together that arranges your gifts your talents, your abilities and there are many of us who are hoping if only I can find the right mentor and you've been running from mentor to mentor but instead of just having mentors you're not having tormentors looking for something our generation is thirsty for something and now there is something called SS, screen slavery, right? Not screen slavery, because we're switching from tab to tab, from Instagram to Twitter. Oh, if you can't say amen, say mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And sometimes you're looking at the screen but seeing nothing. And sometimes you're looking at the screen and you're seeing what's not there. And sometimes you're looking at the screen and you're traveling into a world of deception. Where this woman was because Jesus comes to a city of Samaria and that city is called Sychar. Sychar means falsehood, deception, lies. Because every time you're seeking to meet a need without approaching God, you will end up in a place of lies. Uh huh. Oh, you were shouting real good before. So there's a generation that has been lied to. Please be seated. Let's celebrate them. A generation that has been lied to. A generation that is still being lied to. A generation that believes that the number of followers you have on social media is the reflection of your self worth. Mm hmm. A generation that believes that the sign that God is with you is that you can count fresh money, money, money. Seeker, We have come to Seeker again where people are getting married yet not finding love because they've come to a well that provides water that can never quench their thirst. So there are people who are getting married looking for something that they themselves ought to bring into the marriage. So the lifespan of marriages is becoming increasingly short. Look at somebody say, we are at seeker again. Don't let your mind travel. Look at the person like you really made it and say, we are at seeker again. You know something about many believers? Many believers, they are in seeker but they don't know they are in seeker. And some believers that know seeker want nothing to do with seeker. They want to stay in the synagogue where the truth has been dispensed from the written word. But the power of the truth is the displacement you can cause in the middle of lies. So a true custodian of the truth doesn't just gather the truth for decoration or ammunition but it sees the truth as a weapon because the Bible says, and you shall know the truth. And what will happen? The truth will set you free. So if you stay only where the truth is being preached, where everybody else is has already been set free, that means you're not maximizing the truth. When you have the truth, you don't just celebrate the truth. You look for somebody who is bound. You look for somebody who's shackled. You look for somebody who's weak. You look for somebody who's stressed and say I carry what can set you free let me announce to somebody the truth is not a respecter of persons of gender of color of time or of environment who am I preaching to I need to preach to somebody whose heart is receiving this that the truth in your hand is as powerful as the truth in mine the truth is a key it unlocks doors regardless of who's holding it There is a generation that must be rescued. So whilst you're sitting down in church and complaining, oh, the AC didn't work well today. I mean, the AC is working well. The sound was a little harsh today. Somebody is just dying to get a droplet of the truth that you know. somebody's just wailing and one of the things that we must do uh, yet again is to ask the Lord to stir up in us the joy of our salvation because some of us have become so cold and casual and comfortable and complacent and you take salvation for granted and you forget the lover of your soul who snatched you out of the center storm of sensuality and perversion, who pulled you out of the hell hole of helplessness and hopelessness. Somebody ought to be grateful again that you were not the best or the tallest or the finest or the most articulate but grace found you and grace didn't leave you where it found you but it snatched you out of where you were who am I talking to? who is the grateful child? who is the grateful believer? who is the grateful person who is saying thank you God for finding me thank you that him says amazing grace how sweet the sound saved someone like me. You know why you need to have the joy of salvation? Because the joy of salvation will prevent you from seeing the attraction in sin. When there is no joy in your marriage, third parties will look attractive. Come on. When there is no joy in the course you're studying, your friend's costs. Oh, come on, somebody. Or oh, you guys don't understand. I wanted to study architecture in school, but I ended up studying chemical engineering because I qualified for both. And even though architecture was my first choice, my parents said, oh, you know what? Study chemical engineering. There's money in oil and gas. But guess what? Year one and year two, instead of being in chemical engineering most of the time, guess where I was? Yeah. True story. And there are many believers who are in the architecture of the enemy's camp, come on, because they are not bubbling with joy. If you're finding the club attractive, check the joy of your salvation. Oh, I said if you can't say amen, just say yea. Oh, mm. oh, yeah, yes. Oh, if you're finding the smoking and drinking attractive, check the joy. Of your salvation if you were wishing you were like that girl that is sleeping with everybody else at least she has men on her case check the joy of your salvation because if you're connected to the joy of your salvation if your mommy fed you well in your house your neighbors food would not smell so good to you because you are full of something because you are occupied with something because you are engaged with something when your hands are full of purpose your eyes will become free from loss. It's difficult for David to look at Bathsheba if he's looking unto Jesus, the author and the finish. Because to look at Bathsheba, I've got to look away from God. Some of you looking like I'm speaking Chinese. I'm choking you with the word. Receive it with joy. Receive it with joy. Even when God comes to correct you, do you know what? Count it joy. It means the Father still cares about you. It means you're so useful in the arsenal of, of God. It means you are still a candidate for divine conquest. It means that God is still invested in you. He said that the Father chastises the Son whom he... Knows. Somebody give God praise in 30 seconds. What are the three... If I have time I'll do four, let me give, start with three major lies... That people have come to in our generation that we must rescue them from. Our seeker, what is in our seeker? This woman was looking for love in places where she couldn't find love. People in our generation are looking for validation, affirmation, recognition, promotion. Some people want a relationship not because they are interested in relating with the person, but in looking better than their peers. Some want to get married so that they can appear on Bella Niger? Yeah. The gleets. Yeah. Who knows what I'm saying? I'm saying the truth. The gleets and the glamour and the recognition. Yes, mm. Some people are working so hard to impress people. Mm. That's right. Watch this for the believer. Your work is not to impress men. It's to express God. Yes, sir. it's not to impress men, it's to express God but you cannot express God and not impress men if God is expressed man becomes impressed God is expressed man becomes impressed because when the fourth man appears in the fire even Nebuchadnezzar who's never read the Talmud or the Torah he does not know Jehovah but he said this looks like the son of man why would the hidden king recognize the son of man because when God is expressed he needs no introduction To be witnesses. To be a witness is to lend credence to the validity of a subject matter, a story, a happening, a claim. You're a proof producer. Somebody throw your right fist in the air and with energy shout, I am a proof producer. Some of you didn't shout it, the first thing you've got to do is that if you are in God's army, you must be militant, you must be intentional, you must be disciplined, otherwise you're not joining the parade, you're not going anywhere. A mission is not a hobby, it's a special assignment, so when the word is coming, you come with authority in your heart, you come with alertness, you say to the Lord, yes sir, somebody say yes sir, somebody shout I'm a part of the mission, throw up your right hand and shout I'm a proof producer. So when the Bible says that God is a healer I am the person who produces the proof of healing in the lives of people When the Bible says that God is a redeemer I produce the proof in my generation Let me announce this This is our generation This is our time This is our moment If God didn't think you were capable He wouldn't have planted you in this generation This is the season for what God placed in you From before the foundations of the earth To find expression, high five yourself and shout I'm a part of a mission the first idol first thing that we must deal with as seeker in this generation when you go out to evangelize, so you know what your up is, you know back in the day, you go to evangelize and the person says oh, it's just a simple peach, have you received the life of Jesus, are you born again Back then, a person would be like, I do not know what born again means, right? Years and years and years ago, you have to explain that man was created because of God's love and because of disobedience man fell from the premium place of divine providence where God placed him and fell into sin and became a captive of sin, self and Satan and because of God's great love he was not going to give up on the project called man he becomes a man and becomes the perfect sacrifice the perfect propitiation and then he redeemed man whoever believes in Jesus Christ he will receive the life of God right and what happens the person will start maybe wailing or crying or something like that Right? These days, you start with, are you born again? Yes, no. Right? So why you get born again? Leave that one. <laughs> or some will be like, I'm not really born again, but I'm a good person. Or I'm not really born again, but I know if I die, I'll go to heaven. You've heard that one? I know, me, uh, I'll, I'll go to heaven now. Uh and some of them as you're quoting if any man be in Christ they're already telling you he's a new Christian because they went to Sunday school but they are not in the school of the spirit so they know the language and they have a form of godliness but they deny the power thereof because the proof of salvation is not church lingua it is the regeneration of the heart and no one is really saved until they've come to the cross and they've seen the utter helplessness of willpower. Yes, because how do you know you need a savior when you've not come to the end of the road? Yes, sir. Savior is not a Christian word, it's an English word. Oh, come on, somebody. And being somebody who rescues when all hope is lost. So you can say Southern footballer was the savior of that team. Yeah. 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 But there are many people who have not. Let me tell what people have come. Can, can I get a cross here? Can, can you be a cross? Just be a cross. Okay, can you come around? Turn around. All right, so this is the cross. And the cross helps us to acknowledge the finished work of Christ and to believe in him he's no longer on the cross but we must come to the cross to understand that he took our place so that we can sit in him and with him Ephesians 2 verse 6 in heavenly places do you know that in many places the cross is not even preached some people don't even know what the cross is apart from the one that they wear on their necks but we need a generation of people who will carry the cross and not just wear it on their necks. So in many places, please come. Come. This is what is preached. You, you stand in front of her. Stand in front. No, face me. Face me, but stand in front of her. Stand. Stand. Quickly. It's not rocket science. Come and be the, the guy. In many places, this is what they hear. If you come to my church, my pastor will blow your brains away. I'm not saying don't invite people to your church. Do invite. But I'm saying that's not the end. Are you understanding that? If you come to my church, the AC that will blow you the music will finish. Hey! You think that's music? iTunes. They're not ready. Or, we've reduced it to marketing. Right? So what do you want? What do you want in life? What's your prayer request? That I'm fulfilled in life. Fulfilled. Please, ask something... Not you, the character. Uh I want money. You want money? No problem. If you come to my church, from the car park, you'll be receiving ministration of money. Then when you enter, you will feel rich. Do you know what we now do? We don't preach the cross. We preach the money, money, money. So this person enters, quote unquote, the pseudo-church. But he has no encounter with the Savior. Are you seeing it? He has no encounter. There is no genuine repentance. There is no incision on the heart. There is no engagement with the Father there is no appreciation for the sacrifice because the person came through marketing and not evangelism and when we replace evangelism with marketing we raise customers and not disciples and you know what customers do when the service is bad they move on When the preaching is too long, they move on. When the sound is not sound, they move on. When everything is acting funny, they move on. The customer does not take responsibility for the toilet or the cooking or the catering. He comes and he eats and he goes. But God wants us to remove back to the place of old rugged cross, blood on the cross preaching, the crown of thorns on his head that pierced through his skin and the finished work. That will cause us to know that when the Bible says you are saved, you are saved indeed. So we have churches that are filled with customers. <laughs> customer. Can you? Dada. Yes. And many times, customer Dada means that he's a good customer and from discipleship we now have customer service let us manage them well instead of rebuking their sin and saying you are no longer like that you are no longer like that you are crucified to the cross of Christ that's not you you fell but get up again and run clean yourself up and don't wallow in the mud. don't wallow in the iniquity but because we are scared that the customers will go away with their money aka offering and tithe Perish with your money, your soul must be saved, your life must be redeemed, must be pulled out. I'm not here for your money, I'm here for your soul, and here for your soul, and here for your soul. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Guess what? There's even divine logic in that. Because if you gain the whole world and lose your soul, what will you use to possess the whole world you gained? Talk to somebody, say we've got to preach the word. Three quick things that we meet at seeker. Number one is the God of materialism, he's a seeker. Materialism is a seeker again in our generation. The gospel of goods. The gospel, no stay, stay. The gospel of supply. My God shall supply all my needs, right? Philippians chapter 4. Why did you skip verse 1? When it's talking about being filled with knowledge of his will. Why did you skip verse 2? When talking about crucifixion. (laughs) That I'll be crucified with Christ. Come on somebody. Why would you skip verse chapter 3? When talking about the joy of the Lord when nothing is working in your life. All of a sudden you jump to chapter 4. And chapter verse 19. My God shall supply. Come on. It's when you've died. And God knows. That you're not worshipping the need. Jesus put his own food away. He had need for food. But he said, Let daddy be satisfied first. Let's give him his food. Let's give him the souls he looks for. He's sickened after materialism. Could it be possible? There are people in this room who have not gone through the cross. But you've been in church all your life. Maybe you've never even said what they call the sinner's prayer. Because you can join a group of people and not be a part of them, right? Yes. Attending lectures in Unileg does not make you a student. Materialism. We find it with this woman. Do you remember what she said? She said, um, what's water? What's water? Mary. I knew it was Mary, but I was thinking it was He's saying, yeah, Mary. Yeah, Mary. Tell me. Yeah, Mary. Yeah, Mary. Anyways, watch this. When Jesus speaks about the water that he had, do you know what she said? She said, give me this water so that I will not what? Nope. So that I will not have to come here again. In other words, she saw the water Jesus was talking about as something to gratify her needs and relieve her of responsibility. So there is a generation of people who think that the gospel is to relieve you of living responsibly. So when there are responsibilities in the church, they're like, "Ah, I didn't come here to come and suffer. Our life is already too tough. She got it wrong. She got it twisted. She got it mixed up. I feel like we're repeating that again, but she got it. She got it. She got it. She got it. it. (laughs) Says what I would. I won't thirst and I won't come back here again. In other words, she's looking for relief but not relationship. Because she didn't say, give me the water so that you and I can give other people the water. Guess what? She said, you Jesus, you have the water. Give me the water as soon as I'm done with the water. Bye-bye. Isn't that what happens a lot in many churches? Once you get married now, the marriage becomes your mission. Once you get the admission, the admission becomes your mission. Instead of adding to the mission, you subtract, subtract yourself from it. You finally get the car, it becomes the mission. The job replaces the mission. Never allow a tool for the mission become the mission. Yes, sir. Never is such a, a strong seduction that all of us will face. So when think of materialism, don't just think about, "Oh, I want to make money, I want to make." No, it is one material is taking the place of God in your life What form, what shame, what project, what contract, what assignment, what title, what position, what recognition is taking the place of God in your life? He said, give me this water so that I won't have to come here again. Can I have relief but not relationship? Can I have some kind of meat but not the mission? Can I have some kind of gratification but not the devotion required to help other people, if you're saved, it is because somebody denied themselves to pray, to preach, to minister, to endure, to follow up, to keep you grounded and connected. Somebody shall deal with materialism. Shout louder! Deal with materialism. The second one is intellectualism and seeker intellectualism by the way can i tell you something the intellectual god is more powerful than the materialistic god because the more invisible demon spirits are the more influential they are the more invisible demonic spirits are the more influential they are people say there's a lot of demon activity in africa it is baby demons compared to the ones in europe If you've lived in Europe or traveled there and stayed for a couple of weeks, the demons are so sophisticated. The ones here are using typewriter. That's why they make a lot of noise. That one, Bluetooth demons. Beneath the surface. What does Paul say? The weapons of a warfare are not countable. mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, Casting down now, please tell me When you travel out of Nigeria, do your imaginations grow stronger or weaker? That means there is a realm in the space that allows for natural imagination to flourish more. Which means that there are many pockets for the unsanctified mind for demonic influence to infiltrate. See, when demons start making noise, they are checking out. When they are still... You don't even know they're there. That's why the 21st century Baba Lawa wears three-piece suits. Nice cologne. He's not <laughs> He's not saying that. No, the guy's posh. Hello, baby. What's up? Like I like that guy. He's a good guy. The demon is waiting for you to get married to him. He will show you pepe. But we break that spirit of insensitivity to the spirit of God and the word of God and the power of God be there anyone who's been seduced who's been manipulated who's been sucked in by the demonic manifestations in a place we release you today in the name of Jesus we set you free today in the next somebody pray in 15 to 30 seconds whatever thing might be hiding whatever demonic influence might be hiding in your environment Mastro Bayatas. Those subtle things They will say things like, it's not that bad now They will say, I use my brain Me, I don't believe all the spiritual, I just use my brain What's your brain? Can you see the neural connections? Can you see thoughts in your brain? That means there's a wall beyond your brain Wherever it's hiding Whatever that demon is Those thoughts and influences Subliminal influences that cause pride and arrogance and disobedience and selfishness Zokotosi that's one of the reasons praying in the Holy Ghost and praying in tongues is so important because you bypass your mind to reconfigure it with the mind of God Jesus Keletoba so pratus get lifted. Encourage those at the base. Jesus, let's ride the Somebody press and pray. Ibo kotoka si adachei za zosi zegelu bazuz za tuze Tear it down. Tear it down. We expose, we expose every area where demonic forces are hiding in our minds, in our daily routines, in our mindsets Sometimes you think I'm like that, no? Maybe there is a demon that is sponsoring that disposition sponsoring that idea, sponsoring that suggestion Robozokotoliya gadava, lesuzeke dele brudo poli za base, vrezuzokli brada galas, katali, zombro gotoli Can you join materialism to it? Tie materialism. Do you notice that every dispensation, the devil will raise something material to try to replace God in the eyes and the hearts of the Israelites so when Moses was leading them, they had a golden calf (laughs) when the judges were leading them, they had graven images when Solomon led them, he imported graven images in the days of Elijah, there were graven images even when they went into exile, there was a statue The devil always wants to mold something material to replace God in your heart and your life. But not again. We will not be captives of what we ought to use to reach a generation. Whoa! I'm gonna wrap up shortly. Can you just make it a bit more intense? Can you make it warmer? Can you make it hotter? Abego Zekedula Azego Veripa Zangatalas. Something is shifting, something is moving. Ale, ale. Hallelujah. Hallelujah Hallelujah Le a le vote agaba in Jesus name we are afraid standing for those who are standing I'm, I'm just going to wrap it up I'm like 40% into the message but I'll wrap it up now you know that woman how did intellectualism play out okay you know what she said to the to the owner of the well and the water and the earth and her mouth she said to Jesus ah, how you draw water that's intellect how you draw water you ah, you are sitting here me I have my Doro you i can't see anything there do you know that even after you get saved intellectualism will come into your mission how can we reach one billion souls or just 200 or something like that how can i reach one billion souls when half of us are 23 and younger how can intellect how can you feed five thousand with five loaves of bread and two fish how intellect intellectualism Maybe I'll touch on it more next week, but the number three thing as I close is this. Humanism. Humanism. This could play off as when your weaknesses come into the equation or even when your strengths. That's why for everybody that God used, God will either use them when they are frustrated with their own strengths or if they're in their strength, he'll say, lay it down. The thing you're, you're comfortable with, the thing that makes you look great, Moses, lay that staff down. Gideon, you've come to your wit's end, right? You're threshing wheat in the wine press because you're hiding. You don't thresh wheat in the wine press. Come on, somebody. You're trying to hide, so you're so desperate to hide. You've started moving into places that are unbecoming, into regions that are lower than what your assignment is. God's okay, now we can use you. Or Elisha, who has a 12 yoke of oxen, said, Go sacrifice everything, man. Because you can do God's work. With God's... With your strength, independent of God's grace. So if God is still going to use your strength, He will make you encounter grace first. So that when the results come, you will not worship your strength. Humanism. is actually going to be the ultimate God. Because guess what? The Antichrist will come with the trappings of Christ, peace and control and charisma and champ. By the way, the answer Christ is first of all the spirit, but there's going to be a point person. You understand? For example, just the same way, like, the devil is a copycat. So just the same way the spirit of Christ is a spirit, but Christ embodied him, was given that without measure. But you have the spirit of Christ now, but you're not Christ, but you are Christ's. So, there's the spirit of the Antichrist. has been released from the moment Christ was revealed. He said that spirit is now in the world. But there is going to be a man, and that guy will look so fine. Maybe not physically, but people will like him. He's going to be charming. He's going to be the guy that will give to the UN what hundreds of years have not, or tens of years have not been able to give, world peace. He's going to unite the currencies. There will be one currency. Don't be, a, you, you know, that's already so possible right now. When you're wearing your smartwatch, they're getting you ready for cheaps, man. Because the watches are getting flatter and flatter and thinner and thinner. You get, in the next two years, you're not going to just have an Apple watch. You know, the Apple watch has no, no spindle, nothing. It's just, you just press it, it's touch, right? It's going to become so thin. So it becomes like the old photography film you just put around your wrist. Then after that, it's going to disappear. It's going to be like a virtual tattoo. So it's going to look cool. And the Bible calls him the man of sin. And you're going to wonder why he is called the man of sin? He's going to embody everything that God intends, but use it against God's purpose. And it's going to come humanism, Babylon. We're in the final kingdom. And the statue if one of these I might teach you that in the statue that Daniel saw you know the head of gold and the chest of was a brass or something then iron then iron mixed with clay we're in the iron mixed with clay now the toes of that place and now two weeks ago I think it was Iran shut down an American drone right around the territorial waters that's a big statement that's a big statement That means that we're entering the final curtains. I don't know how close it is. But the believer today cannot live like life ends here. Humanism. Self-worship. And you know why it's going to be easy for them to worship a man on the outside? Because there will be a generation that's already worshiping themselves. So this guy is going to look like a role model. It's going to be the kind of person that people want to be when they grow up. Let's just pray in two minutes. Lord, wherever there's a trace of any of those things in my life, I tear it down. Wherever there's a trace of any of those things in my space, I tear it down. Wherever there is a space, a trace rather. Fifteen seconds already gone. A generation must be saved. Rocosude que ele atazando você, rapocosi na ze bruz balient zotoporia batale gende, rapozula caria tavez, le sucaria tachat, rapocondo brizadas, la bezo caria la zuzeg What has Iran got to do? Some people say that he's the GOAT. Some people say that there's going to be a provocation from the Middle East against America. Some people say that when Iran launched the rockets, America is going to fire something soon. And that it's going to be the initiation of the Third World War. but your business is Lord my place on the mission I will not lose the part of the harvest I was designed to bring in, I will bring in Paul said that we cannot walk carelessly like people in the dark he said we must walk circumspectly like people are in the light It says because the days are evil redeeming the time redeeming the time Redeeming the time. Let's raise our hands up to heaven. Father, our hands are available. These are hands from a willing heart. Hands from a willing heart. Hands from a willing heart. We're available, Lord. This week, when you prompt us, we will not be disobedient. When you show us and you say, go talk to that person, capture that video about your salvation story, share the handwritten notes with that person on the bus collect their phone number and send them a WhatsApp message. When you say write the tract and photocopy it and hand it to everyone. When you give us words of knowledge and words of wisdom and direct prophecies for people we will not be so intellectually driven. Materially concerned about what we haven't received yet humanistic in a disposition to rely on our power but we will obey you wholeheartedly sincerely faithfully consistently lord i thank you because grace has been released right now the teammate is now bold those who used to be weak are now strengthened for many this is a reminder and that echo reverberates in the hallways of their hearts until there is one clear And sound it is time it is time it is time it is time to preach the undiluted gospel unashamed thank you for the harvest that will come as we hit the streets in July, as we hit the streets in August and beyond. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this grown community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.